right, so on last week's episode, Sam Saperstein enjoys riffing with his coworkers, doing a little jazz trio. This is a little fun fact about me. You know that like hi hat sound that uh, they're doing? Yes, I like, do. Tss, this the symbol, sure. And maybe this is not a fun fact about me. Maybe this is an embarrassing fact about me. That is something that I do, like without realizing I'm doing it. Why? Or I mean, I, like in what context? Like if I'm just like walking around, I'll just be like, and then I catch myself, and then I'm like, how long have I been doing that? Do you like jazz music? Not particularly. Okay. Well, anyway, to start off this episode, we could do a little jazz riffing. Are you are you ready to do the upright bass, Evan? Sure. I mean, I feel like I'm really being strong armed into this, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to do this. But I, anyway, <laughs> oh, I can't. I didn't. I didn't know you were going. To, um, okay, I can't look at you. <laughs> okay, you know what? This was your I idea. I you know that. It. I thought I'd be able to do it. I just didn't realize that there was going to be a visual component. Well, how could there not be? It's the upright face. I know. I know. Anyway, that was a little jazz riffing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> your favorite podcast. Jazz duo, self-evaluation. Beth and I are here to attempt jazz sessions and talk about one of our favorite sitcoms, Selfie. Selfie, the 2014 sitcom starring John Cho and Karen Gillan, sadly canceled after 13 episodes. Today, we are giving a commentary on episode 9, which was called Follow Through. If you missed our recap, that was last week's episode. Today, we are going to be doing more of a deep dive into last week's episode. So this week, we will be talking about some of the themes that came up, and then also thinking about if Selfie had more than 13 episodes, what might have happened in episode 14 and beyond. Hey, listen to me talk about Selfie, canceled by BC in 2014, evaluating Selfie. Okay, so Beth, you told me before we began recording that you have a topic to discuss. (laughs) A a topic. Well, I don't know if we want to get into it right in the beginning. It's kind of a big-ish topic. I really do. I have something. I wrote it down. I'll prove it to you. Look. Beth, this is... What does this say? Kale, (laughs) carrots, chickpea... Beth, this is a grocery list. (laughs) I really did write something down. All I'm doing is I'm reading what you wrote to our listeners. And what, what tomato sauce, steel-cut oats. <laughs> this is weirdly accurate, actually. But anyway, I have a talking point. <laughs> Would you like to get to yours first? I mean, mine is also kind of big. Okay, what is it? So do you remember back when there was that one episode where um, they set henry up on uh, a potential number of blind concurrent dates yeah yeah a mixer uh what was the name of that episode do you know are you just testing me or you really don't know it can be all two of those things was that untag my heart no a little yelp from my friends nugget of wisdom it must have been it's not any of those episodes for reals yep never block cookies Yes. Never bought cookies. cookies. Okay. And I mentioned um, there's that moment in that episode where Henry grabs Eliza around the waist and it's mm-hmm. very steamy. It's very like, I dubbed it 
uh, like Mary on So You Think You Can Dance. I refer to it as a hot tamale moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what occurred in this past episode that we just did follow through kind of bumps that up to another level. What's hotter than a hot tamale? Uh, you just pepper? add different sauces to a tamale. <laughs> like There's really okay. no ceiling if you think about it. A hotter tamale. A hotter tamale. Yes. Okay. And, and so uh, it really made me think about um, what selfie looks like because there are a lot there's a lot of talk about revivals and, and continuations mm-hmm. of like beloved projects for example um, I heard that Vince Gilligan is um, has in production a Breaking Bad movie I have also heard that and Breaking Bad ended like a while ago like I think when we graduated the year we graduated it wrapped up really oh okay it's like six years ago yeah I'm aware how long it's been oh <laughs> I mean since we graduated do you think about that a lot? We don't have to dig into that. <laughs> anyway. Um, so just, we talk a lot about what selfie might have been, and I think it's also worth discussing what selfie might look like if we brought it back today. Because, okay. and, and yeah. I know we haven't actively asked our listeners to campaign or anything, I know that some of our newer listeners might, might not know this, those who started watching selfie maybe because of this podcast, but there mm-hmm. was a little bit of a campaign that started after the show was officially canceled. Yeah, like in in the immediate cancellation, probably while it was still on Hulu. Yeah, uh, hashtag well, save it, okay. selfie. Yeah, yeah. So like they they put the six episodes that didn't air on Hulu all at once, probably. So at that time, yeah, there was a big save selfie campaign happening on the internet. And and I think it's interesting, and, and also because like shows get canceled and then they get picked up by Netflix or like Brooklyn Nine Nine left Fox mm-hmm. and then they got picked up by NBC. But sometimes mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a gap. Sometimes years. In this case, it would be years. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually think that the climate, like the cultural or like entertainment pop culture climate, is very good for selfie right now. Yeah, I would agree. Why do you think that is? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well I have an answer. Okay, go, go. What's your answer? Um, There has been a little bit of... uh, It's pretty obvious to those who watch a lot of this genre of movie that uh, rom-coms have taken a... Like, there's a dearth of rom-coms in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And Netflix has kind of picked up the slack with movies like Mm -hmm. uh, The Kissing Booth, um, Set It Up, uh, To All the Boys I've Loved Before. And apparently these movies are like wildly popular. Like, oh, yeah. everyone's yeah. watching them. And watching them, like, as soon as they drop on Netflix. So it almost has, like, a similar feel to, like, an opening weekend. So uh, there definitely appears to be a desire um, and need for this kind of content. And so mm-hmm. if you if you bring Selfie back and then you're, you're marketing it as this rom-com that takes place, you know, an extended rom-com, mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. it has legs. And... The last time someone kind of attempted this was um, the Mindy Project, or that was like the that was the initial premise of the Mindy Project. Was that it was a rom com? That um, Mindy uh, Kaling slash Mindy Lahiri mm-hmm. was on the obsessed show. with rom coms. Yeah, she grew up on rom coms. Yeah. That's yeah, all yeah, she yeah. Um, that's all she watched. That's all she was into. And so this was kind of like influencing the shows that went forward, and it was kind of like playing with a mm-hmm. lot of those tropes. Um, and as it went on, it did fulfill that premise and then sometimes didn't depending on the season um Mm -hmm. and where it was airing but there i like i'm not watching as much tv as i have in past years i just don't think that there's anything similar on the air right now 
Yeah, I mean, I don't watch a ton of TV, but I think that's true. And it's interesting you bring up Mindy Project because I feel like it started off similarly, like this is a rom-com, and then it became a big ensemble cast kind of show where people were getting kind of equal attention in that show. So I feel like that kind of goes along with what we thought might happen eventually with Selfie if it had kept going season after season. So, But yeah, I, I was just kind of I was just kind of considering Selfie, especially because of this episode and, and this like hotter tamale moment or whatever it is, mm-hmm. really romantic and like heavily emotional scenes mm-hmm. that aren't as like bogged down as like This Is Us or something like that. Okay. Which is your favorite show from what I've been led to understand. I have actually never seen it. But You've never seen This Is Us? I actually have not. Why not? I don't really watch like long shows. I pretty much only watch 20 minute ones. I guess the whole point of what I was trying to say is that if Selfie were to come back, now would be the time. Yeah. I think that the soil has <sighs> extended farming metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just going to... You're just going to say farming metaphor and then people, people just... will get it. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it does seem like there is, there's a desire for lighthearted, feel good romantic comedies, which there are not a ton of them in theaters right now. Okay. So we, I think we might've talked about this on another episode, but do you think this is the kind of thing that Netflix would ever pick up like realistically? Well, as we talked about, like at that time when it was canceled, Netflix wasn't really picking up shows. I think part of the issue is that at this point, it's like Karen Gillan post Avengers Infinity War and mm-hmm. John Cho post Searching. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they would still be interested in a project like this one. Yeah. In a revival. Of of, a, mm-hmm. of of an old project, that's that's what I've been thinking about a lot because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe more for John Cho than Karen Gillan because Searching was like kind of a, kind of a big deal, at, le- at least yeah. to me. I I don't think it got as much attention or as many uh, views as it could have and should have, but yeah. it seems like a step backwards to be like I'm gonna do this really serious film where I'm basically like, on screen for ninety percent of the time. And, like, yeah. I have to command the audience, and then I'm mm-hmm. going to go back and do this, like, 20-minute sitcom. So, I mean, I guess we don't know. I feel like Karen Gillan and John Cho both, like, talk fondly about being on Selfie. But, like, the same way I talk fondly about being in college. Like, I don't technic- I don't want to go back to college. You know what I mean? In spite of that, you know how long <laughs> it's been since you graduated to the day? Not to the day. I never said that. Okay. All right. Just saying, I, I feel old compared to college students. That's more what I was saying. But anyway. Yeah, so I, I guess it depends, like, if it was, like, this was, like, super fun. I would love to get back there. Or if it's just, like, oh, yep, that was fun. That's over now. I don't know, like, what their personal feelings are about the show. But, okay, follow-up question. What are your feelings about if they totally redid Selfie? Same premise, same character types, totally new actors. Oh, would that be just not worth it? That's so. Here's the thing that's very difficult about that. And and um, for our listeners who don't know, because they have not seen pictures of me, I'm Asian, <laughs> and I used to write a lot about like Asian representation and diversity in media. 
<laughs> and so a lot of that conversation surrounded casting, like um, like the casting of Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange, or mm -hmm. um, that girl in The Martian, or I don't know. They're just there are a lot of examples of roles that could have gone to Asian talent that have gone to white actors instead. But I think it begs the question of whether or not the role of Henry Higgs is explicitly that of an Asian actress, which yeah. I think is very fascinating. And that's I think that's really interesting. Because obviously obviously this is like an adaptation of a musical slash like play or whatever, Pygmalion mm -hmm. and then My Fair Lady. Um which are both, uh, you know, like, white. They're old. <laughs> They're like... Yeah. yeah. They come from a time when people of color did not exist. Uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to think of another example where someone... Where where casting was done, like, color... like, And I'm putting, like, scare quotes around this, like, colorblind casting, and where that casting was preserved for the next iteration. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm trying to think of... Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, not the best example, but like, um, but like Reggie on Riverdale. But I guess, but I guess that's because it was intended to be the same character. It's like um, Reggie on Riverdale was played by this by Ross Butler, and then he had to go back, and he was like uh, Thirteen Reasons Why was greenlit it's the second season, so he had to return, so we couldn't do the next season of Riverdale. So they got some other like hot Asian guy to replace him. So. But that's not like different iterations. That's the same character. That's the same show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I think an example. Well, okay. Well, one that comes to mind, but this is different. Well, like the show Hamilton, like it's written into the characters. Yeah, I think the thing about Hamilton is that like explicitly the only white actor on in this entire musical is King George. Yeah. No one else. That, is yeah, white. that was like written into it. Which so a lot of people. Not... Which this one guy was trying to sue. Lynn Manuel Miranda and Co. for discrimination <laughs> over. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how they would handle casting if it was just like same premise, total restart. And I think there's also the question of would people, if if it's not going to be the same cast, then mm -hmm. who is this revival for or this reboot? Mm -hmm. Let's call it. Let's call it a re. Yeah, let's call it a reboot. <laughs> right? Who's a re, who is yeah. this reboot for? Like, uh, generationally, or just, like... Just in general. I mean, I, I feel like there are enough people who watched it or remember it that they would sort of start with that as the base. So we're talking probably, like, mid to upper, mid to upper level millennials, kind of. Okay. But then I think they'd want to bring in, like, what is it, Gen Y? Uh, we're at Gen Z now, I believe. Gen Z or Gen Z. Well, whatever. that's like that's like teens, though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. I'm not sure they. I don't know if they want to bring in teens, but I think they want like college age and up. Yeah, I so just, they I, probably have to cast it with like a tw someone who's like 25 now as Eliza, and someone who's like mid 30s. Maybe make it a little bit less extreme. Because I think be you right. also have to take into account that like the way in which people consume and also um, did I say con I said consume already. <laughs> <laughs> consume. consume and digest maybe okay. or like okay, okay. Uh, uh culture um is so different now because there's so mm -hmm. much conversation around uh diversity and, and inclusion and all of that like um like overwatch 
uh, my favorite video game at the moment, recently released a new hero named Ash, who is a white woman. Um, okay. And Overwatch is a game with a lot of a lot of diversity. I would say it's mm-hmm. probably one of the more diverse games out there, just uh, and, and a wide range of things. But they added another a white woman, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, another one." So there's just I think people are a lot more sensitive to that. So let's say that you reboot selfie, and okay. and you know what, this is kind of what this is turning into. Instead, of, but I'm fine with it because I think it's really <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Let's say you reboot selfie. What are you doing? Are you are you going in because there's a casting director? Is the casting mm-hmm. director being given the instruction that this is open casting, which I think is very important. It's important that casting calls say all races. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that so? Is it open casting, and then um, just whoever is best for the role gets it, or or is it sort of like well, we're kind of explicitly looking for not just um, white uh, homogenous couple yeah i guess i guess it depends i guess it depends how much you want it to be like the original you know i feel like if you're just taking the same premise totally starting over then i think it would be open casting yeah but what if it but what if it is open casting and both of the leads are white Hmm. because i think i think the thing that made selfie kind of like groundbreaking at the time and i guess since to some Mm -hmm. extent is that uh it wasn't it had at its core um an interracial couple and I guess yeah. the Mindy Project is another good example because Mindy did mm-hmm. not date non-white guys kind of <laughs> throughout the course of the show. For the most part, um, yeah. But, but yeah, I, like, I think that's a, that was a very notable at the time mm-hmm. part of it. was just like, oh, what other show is focusing on this kind of relationship? None of the other shows, really. Yeah, that's true. Though I think, I think the Mindy Project yeah. ran concurrently with Selfie because the, if I remember correctly... Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because, like, I feel like my first thought is I just, like, pictured someone who looked like Karen Gillan and someone who looked like John Cho, but, like, 10 years younger. But I feel like that would be maybe a little bit too weird. Like, where they're trying well, to just recreate this, like, finding lookalikes. Like, I think it's... Well, here's but I the thing. Don't. I think it's hard because on one end of the spectrum, you have Selfie remade and it's two white mm-hmm. people. And you kind of lose... Uh, the diversity that the show originally lent to the television landscape. And on the mm-hmm. other side of things, if you're sort of trying to do a more, um, I keep thinking honest, mm-hmm. or a more, a more like a, a truer re- recreation of okay. selfie, then I think what you do is you run the risk of people being like, oh, this is just a, a poor man's John Cho and a poor man's <laughs> Karen Gillan. Yeah, which is horrible and, and and also unfair to the people who are who are inevitably cast in these roles. Nobody, I yeah. mean, like, look, I okay for <laughs> me personally, I would not mind it if people called me a poor man's John Cho. <laughs> but I think for an actual actor, that's 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 not how you want to be described. Yeah, huh? And I think and what I think the dicey middle ground is that the casting director is told, "Hey, we want the best people for the job, but we also maybe don't want." whatever like oh, like like we don't want two white people but also maybe we don't want two of whatever like it's it's tough <laughs> casting in general is very yeah. difficult and i think one of the issues is um when anything is cast with when it's majority a different race that isn't white that mm-hmm. media product um is no longer quote-unquote for everyone like um there was this really there's this legendary 
uh, comic book writer who went on to do like the Justice League cartoons and stuff named Dwayne McDuffie. Okay. And Dwayne McDuffie was saying the problem with having a team book that has three black people on it is then it becomes like a like a black team, even if there's like I don't know like seven or eight people on it, just but hmm. by by having three. As long as, as long as you there's like a, a magic number, and once you get there, it's like oh okay, well this is that kind of book now. Hmm. And and it's and it's the same yeah. for movies. Hmm. If if you're watching a movie, and like even yeah, and if like fifty percent or like of the people are black, then all of a sudden this movie is just like oh this is like a movie maybe for uh, a black audience. Do you think that that is like as true today as it was even a few years ago? I mean, I don't think it's as true today, but the margin by which it's not as true is very small. Hmm. Like, I think if Selfie came out and like, okay, what if Selfie came out and it was two like South Asian people? Do you think like, do you think how do you think it would be perceived? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like, yeah, people would think of it as a very different product than the original. Yeah, and, and even it, if the story was very similar, and it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, this show is for Indian or Pakistani people or Bangladeshi, mm-hmm. whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. But it would be like, oh, but this is this is that this is an Indian show, right? Hmm. This is like I can enjoy this, and I'm to some extent it might be like, oh yeah, well, like this is I guess like for everyone, but but it no pun intended sort of like colors people's perception. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they would handle the casting of it. It would be interesting. I think it would be very interesting. I feel like a lot of the rest of the show, though, like, I mean, obviously, if they were if they were rebooting it, they would want to, like, put their own spin on it. But I feel like a lot of the show would would hold up. Like, do you mean, like, outside of casting? Yeah, I just mean, like, in general, like how the show was structured and things like that. I feel like a lot of the show would hold up to like a reboot. You know, what I mean, if you wouldn't have to overhaul it necessarily. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I agree with that. I think the structure is, like, very sound. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's also, like, tried and proven through, like, di- you know, maybe yeah. maybe in Selfie it stumbled a little bit, but it's, like, successful stage play and successful musical. Clearly the skeleton, like, works and has some, like, rigidity to it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I yeah, I feel like it's, it's kind of like um, Pride and Prejudice where, like, you can keep doing different versions of the story and it keeps being interesting. I have another question. Okay. And this is because in response to what you just said, that this is sort of an, an archetypical tale, I guess, like Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet or uh, you said Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. or like ha- Hamlet, I think, to some extent. Um, yeah. And, and all of these examples, I think, that we've thrown out have had little tweaks to them. Do you think that um pygmalion slash um my fair lady slash selfie holds up if you do a gender swap of all of the characters Mm, i think it does i think it does i think that the thing that people are interested in is i feel like we've talked about this before but the like setting the stage early on to say like this is not a romance like it's it's a project you know what i mean and then slowly introducing a romance via just kind of getting used to each other like that's honestly kind of the concept of my fair lady is like 
they get used to each other first and then they're able to see their own shortcomings and like how that other person has made their life better. So you don't think people will think of Failure to Launch, which was a Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Jessica Parker vehicle in which he was kind of like, (laughs) you know, he was kind of like a slacker who had like no responsibilities and she was kind of more like, I don't know, straight laced and like trying to get help him get his life in order. Because I think I think it also begs the question of whether or not the age discre- the age difference is still in play and in that order. So the woman is like forty and the man's in his twenties? Well that's what I'm asking you. I feel like it depends how it's played. When you play like when you play with any of these conventions, mm-hmm. um, people have like there are connotations to everything, right? It's just like, oh, yeah. I think people were surprised when John Cho and Han Gillan had very good chemistry because um, Asian men are not typically portrayed as being like desirable or you know being able to put like be romantic in in that particular way, and so I think that when you have sort of like an older woman and a younger man, there's this whole like oh, uh, there's sort of like a gr- I was gonna say gross, but that seems judgy, but like you know like a boy toy kind of. Uh, yeah. narrative thrown on, on top of it. just Yeah, and then if on top of it you have like this kind of power dynamic if like the woman is like an authority figure, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's complicated in the same way that My Fair Lady is complicated. Right, like, because I think we've discussed You're kind of rooting that. for them to get together and at the same time you're kind of like, do I want the them to get together? The power dynamics are like not actually part of what like is drawing us to the story if anything is kind of like oh well i kind of wish this kind of this wasn't the case i kind of wish you were more on even footing yeah um which is why i think and i'm i feel like i'm really i'm just question after question but if we're repackaging selfie for a modern audience was circa mm-hmm. uh, i guess 2019 because we're almost yeah. there um do you just do away with that aspect of the story i feel like yes or or is it so so it's not pivotal enough to the it's not it's not pivotal enough to the narrative we, we can sort of excise that part of it and people will be like oh this is still recognizably my fair lady mm-hmm. i think i think what you'd want to keep from my fair lady so yeah like take out sort of the weirdness of like the extreme age difference the weird power dynamic the like um just kind of the terribleness because i feel like Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady is like just not a nice person and like by the end of the play he's like a slightly less terrible person you know what I mean but I feel like what you want to keep is the concept of someone who sincerely wants to improve their life and someone else who wants to help them maybe just out of a sense of like personal satisfaction you know what I mean not necessarily I want to help you because i want to improve your life more like i'm going to help you because that's going to make me a better person Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so like you have one person coming in with sincere motives to want to improve their life the other person coming in with kind of insincere motives and then eventually you have that kind of balancing out where like both people are sincerely trying to be better Mm -hmm. and then out of that whether it develops into romance or not i feel like it is interesting to like watch people get better i don't know kind of like the good place i guess and so he, i guess i want the good place <laughs> uh, yeah i've really been sort of like steering us here and there I, is there anything in particular that you 
have. Okay. Well, I think we have gotten to a point where it does seem natural to bring it up. So in this last episode, there was multiple mentions of Henry and Eliza being a winning combination. So my question is... Are we a winning combination? Is that... (laughs) That's not my question. No, my question is, like, are Henry and Eliza really a winning combination? Like, do we think that, like, if the show was a long-running show, season after season, do they get together and stay together? Or are they fundamentally mismatched? I think, yeah... Okay, I have a thing I'm going to talk about, but I will sort of hint at it because there's this idea that, well, not this idea, it's like pretty apparent by the end of this episode that Eliza is going to be pursuing Henry. Mm -hmm. He is the goal that she has in mind. She's going to go after him. And I guess it's because pop culture is and entertainment is like misogynistic, but there's this idea that things could maybe backfire a little bit because of it. It Like there's, there's sort of this... I just think, like, if a man sort of said to himself, like, oh, I'm really going to go after this girl, I think most people are just like, okay, neat. Like, this, that sounds right to me. <laughs> but when a woman does it, it's kind of like, oh, like, oh, what, what are you doing? Are you sure? Like, are you sure? Maybe. Um, but again, I, I've just been conditioned because the world is horrible. Yeah. I think if you want to sort of broad strokes uh, what we've seen so far, there is the idea that Henry is obviously benefiting eliza because he's helping her to not look at her phone so much and to like be polite and consider others and Mm -hmm. to be kind and eliza is um just helping henry not to be so rigid uh and Mm -hmm. to have fun and i think that seems pretty obviously like on the surface like yeah this seems like a beneficial partnership a beneficial partnership so I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've, I'm rooting for them, but I, there's just something about, like, they're just very different. And you wonder, like, you know, if we're five seasons in, like, are they still really right for each other? Or, like, would it eventually break down? Well, it's interesting, too. Okay, so you have not read or seen Little Women, so this will not make sense to you, but Stop it might make sense to other women. people. But. I mean, they talked about it in this past episode, the whole Joe and Laurie thing. Like, in I was introduced to the movie before I read the book. So I watched the movie, and I was like, how do Joe and Laurie not get together? It makes no sense, because they're, like, they're best friends. They get along really well. Laurie has been in love with her since they were, like, teens and, like, never looked at anybody else. Like, it was always about Joe, you know? And watching the movie, it really stressed me out that they, like, didn't get together. And, like, to the point that I would just stop the movie right before she, like, told him that she didn't love him because I was, like, I don't want to deal with that reality. What? Spoilers for Little Women. Yeah, well, okay. Again, that book has been out for a long time. But anyway, then I read the book, and in the book, they really make it more clear why they weren't right for each other because, like, Joe could foresee, like, our friendship would not last if we tried to get married. Like, she would rather preserve their friendship than ruin it by trying to, like, force something, by, like, trying to get married and trying to, like, make their goals mesh when really they wanted totally different things out of their lives. So you're surmising that there is a potential second, third, fourth. I mean, honestly, you never want a show to go too long because then it gets bad. Yeah. So let's say that selfie lasts for five seasons. Mm -hmm. So you are sort of thinking ahead to a season five where it wraps up. And Henry and Eliza are not to be. 
I don't know. That's what that's what I'm kind of asking you is do we think is this the kind of situation where like I, I mean they're almost setting up for them to like get together in season one if season one had even finished. So that's like they just continue to date for like five seasons. Well, I think like do, does it end with them getting married or it, well, do they it eventually? Has to if it's a comedy, which it is. Okay. There you because go. I just believe in. You know, in tragedies, everybody dies. In comedies, everybody gets married. I believe in that. I think it works. Um, thank you, Shakespeare. Um, yeah. We've we've talked about this in previous uh, like commentary episodes before, but I do think that I, it, one of one of the things that I sort of envisioned, which I still think works, is that this first season ends with them getting together, and season two ends with them having broken up already. Season two starts with them having broken up. Yeah, we've talked, and then, we've definitely yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, we have. So then it's like you have to figure out how they broke up. Yeah, and and I think that way there are ups and there are downs. And that mm-hmm. and then closer to the end of the fifth season, that's when they are getting you know, maybe maybe there's sort of like this this road to them getting married, but it's better than ugh, the way how I met your mother did it, which was like exhausting. It was <laughs> they did it was like twenty four <laughs> in in how each episode like anyway, there's just like really yeah, yeah. decompressed. Can I ask one final thing? Because I know we're sure. sort of yeah. coming to the end of our time. This show ends with Eliza taking off Henry's suit jacket and returning it to him, ostensibly being naked underneath. And it's this really steamy, uh, ex- I-, I would say like exciting, not in a gross way necessarily, but like exciting moment. You're just kind of like, oh, what a what a power move to True. Yeah. to do this. And, and to just be like, all right, well, I'm like interested in you. I'm being very direct and then the other person being like, "Oh, I, I'm in a relationship, and there's it's just, it's just complicated. We have a very like complicated yeah, yeah. relationship and, and friendship. Um, and how I, I I guess like I just want to break down that moment a little more. Like, what are your impressions of it? Like, what are you left after after watching that and like uh, like thinking back on it? Uh, me personally, or like you as in like the viewer? Uh, you personally, Beth. Well, it's a little it's a little tricky because I like have seen future episodes so like I, I think my impression of it is influenced by knowing what kind of comes next but imagining I just saw it for the first time I, I think I mean there's some sense of surprise because you're just like whoa was not expecting that but at the same time it does seem like the kind of thing that Eliza would do you know I mean like it's not totally out of character I don't I don't know what exactly my impressions are of it I feel like it was not the right way. Like, I feel like if Eliza really knew Henry, she would know that that's not the right way to get what she actually wants. Hmm. But anyway, what are your impressions? I think it's a really iconic scene. Yeah. I think that, I think that when you're when you're uh, when you're creating a show, you want to have these moments that people can think back to, and and they sort of they create kind of like a style guide for you, right? Like, it, I don't know. Okay. If you, think of your favorite show and you'll realize that they're like they're there's punctuation like there are these moments and they're expected and and i would have loved and and you know this is this is a rom-com but this is such to me such a strong moment and it's kind of like yeah we can be funny and we can be light but we can also kind of pull out these like you know like out of nowhere you're like maybe not blindsided but it's kind of like oh okay wow (laughs) that kind of moment i think is that's what i'm left with it like I think it really stuck with me, and it's it. I think I think it would have been added if this style guide could have been added to as as the episodes went on and as the seasons went on. I think that would be 
kind of like a touch point for people where it's just like, look at this thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel yeah, very good about it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I especially like that it's it's the kind of capper to an episode where that begs viewers to come back, where mm-hmm. people are like, I need to come back and see what happens because this could either go extremely well, well or extremely poorly. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point because it is the way the episode ends and you're left with Eliza very confident and Henry very not confident. And so you're just like, how is this going to play out? Because you know that they have to interact again. It's not like uh-huh. there's any way for them to not. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm here for the drama, I guess. Like, I, <laughs> I, and, I, and I think it's like successfully and artfully done. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, it does. And I just kind of want, because I still think that like season one ending with them broken up, season two ending, or sorry, season one ending with them together, season two beginning with them broken up. I think it's such a f- difficult balance to strike um, with like the ups and the downs and just like all of these uh, Im- like really heavy emotional beats. And I think maybe, I mean, like whoever was in the writer's room obviously knew what they were doing. We both like the show, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a need for people who can kind of like fine tune some of the comedy and, and just ensure that there's this momentum that carries through. Yeah, I think even even just their treatment of all of the other characters is very, like, it's not consistent. Yeah. So, like, having a more consistent, like, these characters will always be there and this is how they'll be, you know. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, follow through. Very good episode. <laughs> and yeah. I think that if, what is it, Fox? Fox? ABC. If ABC, ABC at <laughs> all, everyone who's involved with the show, if this was a reboot, I think it is interesting to consider how they would be able to follow through on that and how, I don't know, how feasible it would be. Because I think it's tough. I think it's a really complicated question of like, what does it look like if we bring Selfie back? And if we can't bring back the Selfie that people know and love already. Yeah, it would almost have to be a fully new project, but then it wouldn't be Selfie anymore. (laughs) Beth, can you please? It's really just... Beth, we're trying to... Okay, I... (laughs) We need to get this outro. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to try to get this outro started. You can continue yeah. doing that if you feel like you need to. I just personally, I'm not doing the hi-hat. Or I just want to thank our listeners for listening to this episode. Thank you so much, listeners. Yeah. Thank you, listeners. Oh, you're back. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming back to the podcast. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. My mind was elsewhere for a second there. Uh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say, Beth, you have been doing a remarkable job on Twitter at SelfieValPod. Selfie as in taking a picture of yourself, Val as in V-A-L, and then Pod as in podcast. If you follow us on Twitter, Beth is very active. She is doing a very good job with her social media, much better than I am with the podcast, with the social media of my podcast. Well worth it. Send us a tweet and follow us. I think that'd be a good idea. Very beneficial for you as our listener. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Evan. Uh, If you'd like to give us more of your thoughts, you can also send us an email, selfievaluationpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to listen to more episodes, you can search Selfie Valuation on SoundCloud or go to soundcloud.com slash selfie-valuation. You can also subscribe on whatever podcasting app that you use. iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn. I've, I've put it on all the places. Please, if you really like what we're doing, leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that will help us out. It will help other people who are just wading through the glut (laughs) 
of selfie podcasts out there. It'll help us rise to the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top of all of the selfie-themed podcasts being made in the year 2018. <laughs> uh, there's also a Tumblr that I need to work on. Um, <laughs> also, please, if you like this podcast, if this is your first time listening to us, new episodes come out every Tuesday. Next episode of this podcast, we will be doing episode 10 of Selfie. And it is called... It's called... I'm going to Google it real quick. <laughs> it's kind of fun to do, you know? I'm definitely never going to do it again. I think you might. You never know. Okay, got it. Next week, we'll be recapping episode 10, which is called Imperfect Harmony. Oh, I hope this is the episode that I think it is. Probably. Right. What do you think it is? I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Again, <laughs> we'll talk about it next time. Thank you anyway. for listening. We will not do a jazz session tomorrow. Uh, next week. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, last, last jazz session. Oh, maybe, oh maybe. hey. Also, send us a tweet or leave us a review saying this or send us an email uh, and let us know if you think Beth should eat vegetables for dinner today. <laughs> Very important. Okay. I just need to know that I'm not the only one who cares about her well-being. And I eat vegetables vitamin intake. other times. Okay, you know what? Beth, Tuesday was too long ago. <laughs> it's Thursday now. But, <laughs> but if one vegetable I eat is kale doesn't that count for like two days because that's so gross what are you talking about kale's delicious kale is gross bye bye